Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Oh yeah. Now it's more 10. soggy times under the coffee house. I was going to go with now with more allies, but okay. Now with more <laughs> allies also. That would have been a nice one to go with. That would have been we made some friends. <laughs> All right, strike that back. Just have her jump in with that. <laughs> She's much better at Now with more wet bread. Oh, Ew. wet bread. Why? Why? Why would you? We're not ducks, Rick. <laughs> I'm not a duck. And that's bad. You're not, not just a few. Ducks. Yeah, you're not supposed if to do we were that the ducks, anyway. I would insist on yeah. us being the mighty ducks. Yeah. For sure. That's true. No. no. Silver Ravens, nah. Everybody mighty in flying ducks. formation. So, yeah, when last we had left our heroes, the Silver Ravens, had finished exploring under the Long Roads Coffee House, Wasp Nests, specifically the Stormwater Shrine portion of it, had defeated the Dire Corby Cough. And it was yeah, sad. Her story was sad. Yeah. yeah. Explode a little bit f- further before meeting the Fushi sisters. Indeed. Corva, Jay, Maggie, and Trep. It was very nice to meet them. After, yeah. you know, we managed to convince them we weren't here to kill them and we weren't bounty hunters working for Click Zincher. So on and so forth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Convinced the the Fushi sisters to give you a hand in your ongoing rebellion. Indeed. Your, Our very baby yeah, early rebellion your that we rebellion. haven't really rebelled. Baby's first rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we told them that up front. I mean, yeah. we were just like, oh, yeah, now join us. You'll get like three gold pieces a day, you know? Dang. That'd have been yeah, a lot even really totally... She'd been like, dang, really? Yeah. We're totally renaming the wasp's nest the rookery, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be oh, our hideout. Oh, yeah, out. boy. That'd uh, bother me. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna think of gargoyles every time though there you go. or the penguin I think we made that joke though I think, <laughs> I think I we that did joke. we're gonna full, fill the place full of gargoyles and penguins mm-hmm. <laughs> one of our hideouts has to be called the rookery I'm just saying mm. if you, if any of you get a penguin it has to be that cool penguin that has the bomb on his back <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I can't <laughs> I forgot that was that. best penguin <laughs> find the path does not endorse animal cruelty unless That's it's true. hilarious no he had rocket it was they rocket had rockets launchers. they shot rockets yeah. Yeah, they shot yeah. rocket launchers at Batman. Yeah. These aren't kamikaze <laughs> yeah. penguins. The penguins waddle out, yell dude, and then explode. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the cousin of the doom bird. Anyway, um, so, uh, the dude yeah, bird. I suppose we're just going to kind of jump back in on things here. Because there really is only one place left to go. <laughs> Everyone jump in the water. <laughs> Cesare's not getting in the water. Cesare's going to hang out at the end of the dock and let you athletic people deal with it. Yeah, that seems... <laughs> I'm not assuming we're going to find much there. It's hard to know, really. Yeah. So, the five of you stand here in the, uh, you guess, for lack of a better term, also the smuggler's warehouse that was located in the southern portion of this hideout. Mm. Stacks of an open crate surrounding you, some draped in moldering tarps filling most of the space, creating this maze with the two tables sitting in the center of the room, scattered with playing cards. Corva makes her way over, kind of perches on one of the chairs. So, um, I suppose we'll stay down here until... I think you said that there was a coffee barista that runs this thing? Yes. I mean, she owns the shop, so... Oh, so... Her name's Laurie Longrood. She will probably want to come meet you. We'll definitely introduce you. Okay, well, we'll wait here. Um, 
I don't suppose you have investigated the statue that is in the pool outside? No, Nan told us to stay away from the water, and judging by what happened to Nan after we left him on the dock, probably for good reason. Mm-hmm. So, I think not. Cesare nods. I do know some of the stuff down here was his. I don't know really what to do with it. We took a lot of it just assuming we'd need it if we were going on the run, but if it helps. What sort of things did he have? Money, some supplies. Well, that's probably pretty useful. Some of these crates he said that he was planning on, they're material that he smuggled out when he smuggled us out of Riddleport. Hmm. So I don't think they have an owner anymore either. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the stuff. Consider that our investment in the cause. Disappreciated. She bops her head. Nicola shrugs and pulls out his crowbar to start opening up crates. Yep. Search in the room if you so wish. Uh, first off, they're more than welcome to uh, to give their bit for the cause. Cesare does have a writing set, so he will take an inventory. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> I was going to say, Vittoria's been... <laughs> scribbling notes furiously for a while too pretty much every time we stop this is just like a single sheet of we need like a a one page manifest of what we've got (laughs) yeah so the playing cards that they're used that they are using are a uh, simple horror deck it is worth one gold piece hey Uh, I don't know if you want to hang on to them for morale down here or what I mean they can they just leave them at one of the tables take those I'm okay. not sure it was theirs, technically. It might have been Nan's, and they were no. just using them. Yeah, but well, I mean, they were uh, using them. Yeah, I mean, they're welcome to keep them. I'm just saying I don't think it was technically mm-hmm. theirs originally. Mm. <laughs> no. Cracking open two of these crates, I suppose uh, Niccolo spins his trusty crowbar. I think someone else said they had the crowbar. Nope. Is it just Niccolo? Nope. Niccolo spins yeah. his trusty crowbar. <laughs> Love this uh, thing. Vittoria also has one, so I don't know <laughs> if you're going to go in there crowbarring. Sure, why not? All right. Breakout team of Niccolo and Vittoria. Uh, cracking these open, you find two crates filled with embroidered Varician clothing. Uh, anyone that wishes to may make me a craft check. I will. Ooh, crafts. <laughs> okay. I rolled an 11 for a 15. Uh, Vittoria got a 19 for a 27. Oh, nice. Very nice. Cesare rolled a 16, which gets him a 24. Um, I rolled a 14 for a 19. I rolled a 6 for a 6. Embroidered <laughs> <laughs> clothing. This is going to be hard to wear around the city now. Oh, yeah, that's it's right. It's so pretty. No, we might be able to sell it to the nobles. Maybe. I mean, they're right. the only ones that are going to afford to get the, uh, the pass that you can get, right? So... At the moment, getting funds might be the best course of action. We should clean things up down here if we're going to be using it for a hideout, and the sisters need a better place to stay. Well, I mean, they can stay down here. It's pretty safe, especially if they're hiding out from somebody. No, I mean I mean, better beds or better facilities. Everything down here is broken at the moment. Ah. Still, we could probably make some stuff for you. We'll figure it out. Anybody have craft carpentry? <laughs> I mean, crafting covers all of it, technically. I mean, yeah, we can technically sit down here and craft. Clothing here is actually worth about 40 gold pieces. It's a lot of money. Let's definitely sell that then, yeah. Okay. And then we can just buy new furnishings. These are two full-size four-foot-by-four-foot-by-four-foot crates filled with Phoenician clothing. Wow. 
Okay. <laughs> so it's actually a lot of clothing. Dang, we rolling. Uh, in addition to this, the Fushi sisters also provide you with Nan Satchel. Oh. Okay, cool. What Nan have? Uh, opening this, you find uh, it contains two books. Hmm. Uh, one of these is written in Verisian. Mm, nope. D- yeah, don't know that. <laughs> I just hand the books automatically to the smart people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't actually speak I, I that. don't. <laughs> Neither do oh, I. Maybe uh, Rexus does. It's do a, it's a do language that none of you recognize. I talked to, to the, the sisters. Any of you guys uh, know what this book says? Corva just kind of glances over, shakes her head. No. Some kind of mystery language. I didn't really mess with the Verisians halflings, but not the Verisians. Yeah, feel you there. Okay, well, we'll we'll see if our fancy boy can translate Oh, I did this. learn Infernal because I was told that everyone speaks Infernal here. No, just the fancy guys. Definitely not true. Mm. A few yes. people looked down at the sheets and like, mm. <laughs> I was going to say, Lucia doesn't speak Infernal. I so, yeah. Cesare speaks Infernal. Just the fancy guys, yes. Mm-hmm. Fancy lads. I mean, the second often. book all of you can recognize is written in common. Okay. Hey. Uh, this appears to be a ledger. Oh, cool. nice. Hey, uh, uh, just glancing over this ledger, it seems to uh, not only include itemized lists pertaining towards objects being shipped around, you would note that the two crates that you've opened, comparing their crate numbers to the ledger here, they're listed down as red potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but they're actually something else. Because of course, apparently he uh, he ships a lot of potatoes, judging mm. by the ledger. Fair enough. Great. And this other won't be very helpful in the long run, I don't think. Other than ideas for our own smuggling operation, if we went that way. He does also list in here five exotic birds. <laughs> 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 I mean, he's not wrong. I love it. Wow, I love it. I love wow. it. Wow. Apparently, a lot of a lot in his smuggling business. In uh-huh. addition to that, however, you do find eight gold pieces. Nice. Sixty-six silver pieces. One hundred and five copper pieces. All right. And I'm pretty sure this is a give me. So I'll just go ahead and say this is a give me. And a uh, alabaster holy symbol of Abador. Huh. Oh, cool. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, are those still worth the... Alabaster is a rare material. Oh, that's right. So it's uh, it's not standard gold, silver, but... Also, who the heck's going to buy this? Because um... I mean, there is cool. a Church of Abadar. Oh, wait, no, Abadar is cool with... Uh... You can yeah. have lawful evil clerics of Abadar. The way they've acted in the campaigns I've seen them, and I feel like that's their freaking default alignment. But anyway... But he's a smuggler. <laughs> that's kind of interesting. I mean, it best Money. disguises to look like the innocent. I it's guess so. probably a cover. Uh, all of you can take a second to look over the holy, the holy symbol as well. It is finely crafted alabaster-shaped key. Cool. Wait, it's a key. Yeah, that's the symbol of Abadar. Yes, yes. but could it also be a key? <laughs> Theoretically. I mean, it looks kind of big for it, but it's probably worth about 10 gold, I'd say. Yeah, okay. As I said, we should use some of these funds to procure new furnishings for the hideout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also have to go get a picture of what's-a-face. Well, you know, we all know her name, but I like to say what's a face because I feel like it's disrespectful. She will not be named? Nah. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing that's all the materials here, though. The rest of the crates are probably empty. Uh, going through the rest of the crates, a number of these crates are empty. Some of these crates contain nothing but either dust or some of them like fungus. Yeah. Uh, where yeah. whatever was once held in these seems to have been abandoned down here for a long period of time. Neat. Some of the crates down here are what appear to be numerous crates of uh, additional beans. Mm-hmm. 
you're going to guess for the shop above, as well as some other general dry good things. Uh, anyone... Uh, let me give it a second. We may need to do some spring cleaning. Yeah. I will give this to both uh, Niccolo and Vittoria, since I made a secret roll for you, but I'm not going to worry about typing it all out. Uh, you good. both realize that these would potentially result in fines, but none of these are illicit goods. So on the off chance that someone broke into the place, then came downstairs, then found the secret entrance, then came in here, it would just look like that she has extra supplies that aren't listed for inventory Uh, or taxing purposes. That's pretty smart. The embroidered clothing is actually not even illegal as long as you're not wearing it, right? Well, yeah, but that wasn't hers originally anyway. That was Dan. Yeah, so I mean, you can have the illegal clothing. In fact, you can even sell the said illegal clothing. You just can't wear it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm doing? I'm moving my investments over into embroidered clothing. Welcome to Chiliax. Find embroidered clothing. (laughs) <laughs> hey, we should go to that guy that has that tailor shop and see if he wants to buy some embroidered clothing. I mean, he's pretty good, so he could probably make it whatever he wanted. Nicola sure. Shrugs, not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, anything else around here, or it doesn't seem so. You don't see anything else in this room? I mean, one thing we're not finding is, like, food. So, I mean, if nothing else, we're going to mm-hmm. have to go up and buy some supplies. We ran through the food that Nan brought with him three yeah. days ago. So we got to... Uh, fortunately, gotta someone some kept leaving food over by the door, and then mm. we s- slipped out and picked up a little bit of extra. That was... Uh, Mostly beans. Laria, who did that. Oh, well, I guess we owe her for swiping some of her uh, goods. I have a feeling she's not going to mind too much, but we'll we'll work it out. I'm going to go meditate in the water real quick. Nadia right. walks off. <laughs> I guess, um, Vittoria, Lucia, do you want to check out the statue? Yeah, yes, let's go I for think. it. I'm Cesare, I'm guessing you'll keep Overwatch? Yes, I'm not uh, exactly the uh, swimming type. So you're keeping Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> Nicola smiles. Yeah, Cesare's going to stay on the dock. So, you know, Adria, you wade back into the water. <laughs> Again, it's only been about like 10 minutes or so, maybe 15 minutes since you were last in here, so your shoes haven't even finished drying out by the time that you're splashing back in here. Uh, Cesare stepping out onto the dock. The sisters make their way out and mostly just kind of have a, a quiet moment off to the side where they pay their respects to Cough. As violent as Cough was, they cared for her. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, Cough was still family, you know? Yeah. yeah. The uh, breakout trio of Vittoria, Lucia, and Niccolo, I suppose, splash down into the water, take the steps down instead of just jumping off the dock. Yeah, might as well in this case. Navigate their way towards the statue of uh, Kalistra, which stands staring down at you with a expression that you can only describe as one part sneer, one part seduction. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right, yeah. <laughs> that fits. Approaching the statue. Yeah, this fine, beautiful statue stands waist deep in the water. Actually, it's about knee deep because she's up on a platform. Uh, fair enough. Her elven feature is fine and chiseled, her gaze staring down at you as you begin to approach. Although by the time that you reach the base of the statue, she's kind of staring over all of your heads. Nicola shrugs. So, Vittoria, what did you see here? There are grooves in the floor, so I don't know if it just opens up into a drawer or perhaps into another passageway of some kind. So, how do we activate it or push it or whatever. I mean, just try pushing it and see what happens. All right. Victoria would like to examine it. Yeah, Victoria steps forward, takes a look at it. Say, is there like a button or a lever or is it just like good old elbow grease? Good old brute force. Yeah. 
There's just a nice key-shaped hole in her back. <laughs> it's like, it's really weird, you know, Abadar wouldn't normally get along with Calistria, but for some reason. <laughs> but they hid the key to look like a key of Abadar, so nobody would think to use it, right? Yeah. So... And then Nan just happened to bring it with him when he went here, and it was just... And it conveniently cool. didn't end up in one of the Crocs' stomachs. Yeah. <laughs> Secret roll. Secret roll. <laughs> I was going to say there was nothing there. Under the coffee house. Secret roll. Another one, too. That's the best part. It's just like, man, <laughs> how many secret passages does one coffee house need? Unfortunately, I don't actually see a way to open this. Mm. But right. I know that it does. Well, something happens with this statue. I guess I'll try pushing. Niccolo shrugs. Seems that way. I mean, worst case, it doesn't move. We try something else. Sounds like a plan. So, athletics. Very well. Good luck, Niccolo, because I am not going to be able to help you. Uh, Cesare scritches uh, <laughs> ravens and watches. <laughs> Did you crit fail? <laughs> Uh, I roll a natural one, which does mean oh. I auto crit fail. Assuming that uh, uh, a oh. eight is normally a failure. Yeah. Get an eight? Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like that. There's I don't a click like... and the trap okay. goes off. <laughs> oh, no. So, Nicola, you just kind of step forward and just shove on this, just ramming your shoulder. The thing tilts precariously backwards. Ah! before rocking forward oh. and tilting ahead. I will need a reflex save as Kalistra bears down on you. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, God! With murderous intent. Revenge is swift! All right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I roll a total of an 18. Okay. So you Rolling scramble out of the way as the statue smashes back behind you. <laughs> well, splashes and smashes. Again, it's a stone statue crashing into the water. For a moment, Niccolo, you go completely under as you splash down and you feel it impact with your leg, not with enough force to injure you, but for a moment there's that panic as you're actually stuck under this until you manage to wiggle your way free and then get out splashing back above the surface. That is not what I wanted to... Are you all right? I think so. It's just my pride that's wounded, but that was a close one. Perhaps brute force is not the best way to go about this. Well, I... On the plus side, the, pe the pedestal's open now. Maybe it's easier to push. Uh-huh. Uh, well, the entire thing has fallen over at this point. So uh, all of you can see that there is a two-foot by three-foot area underneath the statue. Cool. Cleister is going to be so mad at me. Oh, yeah, yeah. no. Cleister is definitely going to be mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it appears to be no deeper than about two feet deep, and uh, looking in there, you can see that there's just a waterlogged chest. Huh. Well, I guess on the plus side, uh, we found out what was under it. Seems to be a chest of some kind. Um, well, I suppose I'll see if I can open it, but I think we should probably get it out first. Yes. How heavy is it? It's heavy in that, you know, once you get it above the water surface, it's pretty heavy in that you think it's full of water. Ah, okay. But yeah. grabbing onto it, you can still manage to pull it out, uh, lug it along the way. I imagine you gather, uh, Cesare finishing his watch and Adria finishing her meditation as you just kind of gather around this chest once you've logged it up onto shore. Ah, mm. great. Yeah, it looks like a, an old wooden waterlogged chest. If it ever was waterproofed, it certainly isn't now. Yeah. I can't imagine there's going to be much in here, but let's take a look. 
for those of you either fans of lifestyle or fans of the children's stories that you probably heard it it looks like a traditional pirate chest like yeah. metal bound around the outside curved top nice Fun. hidden treasure um, is it locked? Does it happen to have an obscenely large thing the size of an avatar and key? <laughs> <laughs> it does not. I think you're going to have to give that one up, Jordan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what? There is a chance. Uh, it is not locked. However, it does require a little bit of brute force from Nicolo. I won't need a check, but it takes you a couple minutes right. with the crowbar to actually pry this open because it's just rusted from years and years of being shut down there. Almost got it. And uh, there. Finally. Uh, again, I think one of you made the check. I can't remember who, but remembered that the uh, the Kalistrans were basically run out of Cantargo mm. 75 years ago. So this is probably set. You don't know how, if there was water in the place at that time, although you mm. doubt very seriously they would have stored a non-watertight chest there if these tunnels were flooded then. Yeah. So True. it might have been flooded since, but it's the le- very least probably spent a good 50 years underwater. Great. Cracking this open, it splits open, revealing inside, you know, there's still little rivlets of water streaming out the side like uh, someone's poked small holes in a water balloon as you're just watching it slowly drain. As you crack this open, you can see this murky interior, not murky from plant matter or anything like that, but as you crack it open, you can see that there were once probably numerous ducats and paperwork held within this. That have just disintegrated to nothing in the Nuts. intervening years. These were probably important to the church. Well, yeah. whatever they were, they're gone now. Fishing around in there. Yeah, I was about to say, is there anything else? or You do find two things, either through some long digging of basically dunking your armor there and filling around in the bottom, uh, or flipping it over onto its side and letting it all splash out. I think flipping it over prefer. is going to be the quicker way <laughs> yeah. at this point. The first is what appears to be a design that resembles three daggers, hilt to hilt, forming a triangle. Cool. Uh, which you'd huh. be able to recognize as the holy symbol of Kalistra. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, although tarnished, this is still made of fine Kentargan silver. Nice. Uh, as such, most of you would know that a silver holy symbol is worth two gold pieces. Very nice. Um, again, this is probably something that Adria might know because she does know someone in the... Uh, um, the Bleak Bridge district that deals with the holy symbols. Technically, this would be considered an illicit item if you kept it. However, selling it is not. So like the Church of point, just a... would give us money to give them this and they'd melt it down or whatever? Or you could sell it to any collector or anything like that that you know has some interest in like an old holy symbol or something like that. But mm. again, as far as, you know, if you yourself wanted to melt it down, there's actually only five silver pieces worth of silver. It's the artistry that gives it most of its value. Sell it then. In yep, addition sure. to this is an exceptionally fine looking whip. Mm, huh. nice. Despite the fact that it is a leather whip, it has survived these years in the water shockingly well. Oh, magic. That's got some magic on it. Yeah. Cesare will do a read aura. Uh, picking it up, Cesare. Casting read aura. Spending about a minute kind of turning this over in your hands. I do have quick identification now where I can identify the properties of an item uh, in one minute instead of ten minutes. Well, nice. Spiffy. That, that was my feet that I picked great up. Very cool. Nice. I was like, I'm tired of standing around for ten minutes every, like, every five, five seconds. Steps. <laughs> uh, also, if that's the case, we actually have, um, I think, two scrolls that are unidentified. So you could just spend three minutes and identify everything. Hmm. Uh, holding this in your hands, you can determine that this is, in fact, magical and appears to bear an evocation aura. 
Ooh. Hmm. I'll concentrate on it for a minute. Tesrae takes a couple experimental cracks with the whip. Yep. Mm, it has a potency rune on it. <laughs> What's that do? Eh, it makes it more accurate and more potent in its attacks. Non-lethal, 10-foot reach. The weapon second edition is honestly really cool. Like, I'm a big fan of them now. I'm um, um, gonna maybe look that up and see, because uh, if it's a... Save. I need a finesse weapon, though, so I don't think a whip's a finesse it's weapon. Finesse. It's finesse. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a finesse. It gives you. Uh, yeah, you can disarm with it. Can use it too. It's yeah. yeah. It's got reach, disarm, trip. It's non-lethal. It, cool. uh, it also yeah. has. They've gotten rid of the thing where if they're wearing armor, the whip doesn't do any damage, so you don't have to worry about that. Oh, it's yeah. tight. I mean, it's yeah. only a D4 slashing, but it's still D4 slashing. Yeah. Eh, it's a D4. Yeah. It's a utility weapon. Yeah, it's a utility weapon. You don't use it for heavy damage, but I i don't know. I just think it's got enough. It's like a Swiss army knife of different stuff you can do, which I think is pretty sweet. But well, especially with the 2E action economy, being able to mm. strike someone from 10 feet away is really big. Yeah. 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 Now, I mean, of course, you know, like, I think you're literally the only person that can use it. So if you don't see yourself using it, then yeah, I think Victoria can. I can use it. Yeah, it's like oh, Victoria okay. can use it, too. Oh, I mean, Victoria, yeah. if you want the Indiana can... Jones vibe. I mean, that's pretty Victoria. Yeah, it's got reach, disarm, trip. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. you can very easily sell Rachel on just the Indiana Jones Exactly. Vibe. That's yeah. like kind of what I was thinking. I was like, I mean, it's Indy. Well, the thing, too, is that because it's an item that allows you to do that, you actually get the potency rune as a bonus to your trip and disarm attempts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh, now that's nice. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So has anyone built the, the whip or... I mean, at the very least, we're going to take it, but... Yeah. Not gonna, just going to, like, leave it in the chest. <laughs> but is, is anyone putting it on, I guess, is my question right now. Seems to be between Lucia and Vittoria right now. Yeah, what you thinking, Rach? Because if you don't want it, Lucia's I mean, taking it. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't... Honestly, as much as I personally want it, I don't know if it fits Vittoria. Cool, right. it fits Lucia now. Yeah, <laughs> hey, apparently she's at one point learned how to use a whip. It's very like I mean, dramatic. you had to use it for it's a, super you know, dramatic, a, yes. a play or something. Oh, I was also gonna say it's like, oh yeah, this was part of my equestrian training. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, could be that too. Oh, yeah, but I probably. Was, I, I was also thinking it's like you know, oh she uh, she had to at some point been a thief in a play or something because she learned how to do lock picking. Maybe she was playing like the equivalent of Catwoman. She had a whip. Jordan's leaning into his Selena Kyle direction with Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get some little claw, uh, get some little claw tips for her fingies. <laughs> for her fingies. Okay. Yes. yes. For her fingies. No. The cat. I. I. I no. No. <laughs> Jordan's no. real speech is coming out in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. Jordan's true speech. The, well, I suppose we should head upstairs and let. Him. Laria know what happened to her friend and everything else that's gone on down here. Yes. Maybe Rexus can read this book. I mean, he seems to read a lot of languages, so... It sure. might give us some interesting information, though it doesn't seem to... It's probably not directly pertinent to what's going on, though. Hey, you never know. Uh, most likely not, but maybe it's worth something to someone who collects books or something like that. Well, well maybe it's got real history and it ain't that a big deal. Lots of people would pay lots of money for that. I suppose you're right. Could be, but Varetians aren't very common here, so they probably wouldn't write it in Varetian. Yeah. Volumes of the Pathfinder Chronicles, from what I understand, can fetch a hefty price, depending on the volume. Hmm. Hmm. You exit out of the Stormwater Shrine, make your way back through the secret door. I suppose ascend upstairs. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the distant sound of the crowds up front as you make your way up. I have not gotten a upstairs. donut yet. I'm probably going to try to buy one if we can. <laughs> I'll get it. Didn't Laria bring us some like pastries? And yeah, she brought us a whole tray of pastries. Oh, okay. And stuff. Never yeah. mind. And we had some coffee. That's right, we did. Yeah. Sorry, it's been so long that I actually forgotten about that. <laughs> Ascending up the ladder, you actually find uh, Laria is still back here in the pantry, seeming to have taken the time while she was waiting for all of you, judging by the clipboard she's holding to take <laughs> care of some inventory. <laughs> Especially since I told her it had been off. Mm. <sighs> Miss Long Roads. She cocks her head as you make your way up to the top of the, the ladder, probably helping a few of you up. Again, for her small stature, she is surprisingly strong. Yeah, we have some bad news. Nan? Unfortunately. Yes, it did not make it. Hey, but we have some good news. We met some smugglers. Yes, and Nan helped a, helped a group of sisters escape uh, Riddleport. They fell in with a crime boss up there. Or they fell in it bad. They're the ones that have been taking the food you've been leaving. They've offered to help the rebellion. Well, this is your rebellion, and I'm, I'm willing to help, of course, but are you sure you can trust them? They don't seem to be from around here, which means that they're probably not associated with any of the current groups. Hmm. I mean, th if it helps, they're also Tengu. I don't know if that helps, but uh, you can meet them for yourself and, and suss them out. But, uh, I mean, they struck us as pretty, pretty straightforward. At the very least, I can take a chat with them. Maybe get a kind of a feel for them. Make sure they're not going to be bringing too much trouble for all the rest of us. Mm -hmm. We found some of Nan's old goods, and we're going to sell them if we can. We need to spruce up the place, if you will. Well, it hasn't really been used for uh, much of a rebellion or anything in, in quite a few years, so... It's not in the greatest of state right now anyway, because of a different occupant that was down there. A dire corby. Yes. Not exactly familiar with a dire corby. Just a big bird it of muscle. It doom a lot. I, oh, that explains was... the weird laughing sound. Yeah. yeah. I don't suppose you know where the portcullis goes. Uh, it just goes out into the tunnels. Some of them are the sewage mixes, mixes in. Some of them will take you all the way down to the uh, about a mile and a half or so outside of the edge of town. It'll take you underneath the, uh, the walls and everything. Ooh, right. That's good to know. It makes for a good way to come in and out, and if you, uh, if a ship drops anchor out in the harbor beyond the edge of the, uh, the city, they can sneak in a couple small rowboats or anything like that. They're hard mm. to navigate, especially during uh, the shifting tides. Mm. End up uh, just as likely to smash yourself while you're down there, but it's how Nan got all of his stuff in. I wasn't having him drag his stuff in through my back door and just drop him down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that makes sense. Maybe we're doing a little investigation as far as how to navigate them. Mm, it Probably. might be. Thank you again for letting us use the area. Let me just say that I would like to get things back to uh, a bit of business as usual. And I don't mean pastries and coffee. Mm. Mm. The sooner we can get back to me doing my real trade, the happier I'll be. Sounds like a plan to us. There were all the documents from your other job down below. I don't think they're probably relevant anymore, but I wanted to double check. Oh, no. No, nothing down there would be. Not by this point. Not since they, uh, we kind of decentralized, if you will, hmm. over the last couple of years. Not that, uh, Mayor Benels is, uh, causing us any issues or anything like that, but you can never quite be certain. Let's just say that the, uh, the Bellflower Network has a very long history here, and some of it ended up being violent, and sometimes that required us to move things around and shuffle mm. position. 
Understandable. Well then, I'm sure Rexus will be happy to talk to you, and uh, I imagine you probably want to give him a, a little tour downstairs if he's going to be working down there. Mm. Yes, Helping and he'd probably want up. to meet the Ushi sisters as well. Well, and he should Good. be safer down there than up here, because, you know, he's also on the run. That's true. I hate the idea of just sticking him underground the entire time, but uh, I'm sure he'll be all right. Well, he can always come up for air and whatnot, but... He was telling me he's, uh, how did he phrase it? He was pretty sure that he was uh, getting uh, caffeine jitters from the constant access to free coffee. Not I that wonder. it's technically free, but you understand. Hmm. You put a college boy in a, caf- in a coffee house, that's what you get. But, uh, we do have that hat. Oh, yeah. We do have that hat. hat? Perhaps you could get around with that. Uh, it is Lucia a... will take the hat off her head. <laughs> I know. It's just, it is a magical device of some kind. It allows you to create a disguise without actually having to have any sorts of physical makeup Nan's or hat. wigs. Right. And so He loved to use that thing and impersonate people. From what I understand, he got in quite a bit of trouble with the Chelish Navy once. Impersonating <laughs> an admiral walked on the deck of a ship. It was a whole thing. <laughs> We would have been good friends with Nan, for sure. Oh, that's amazing. He's played by Johnny Depp. Classic Nan, also played by Johnny Depp. I could buy that. Uh, Hmm. It's unfortunate we did not have the chance to meet him. It is. He sounds interesting. He's a good man and would have been a horrible addition to any rebellion. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Nan's first and only love was Nan. Uh, But I respected the man for it. He never tried to hide it. Well then, if you want to make yourselves uh, comfortable in my office, I can go and uh, retrieve Rexus or I can take you upstairs. It might just be a little bit quieter if you want to get away from this. we got a small uh, room up there, mostly used for uh, kind of an employee lounge. I think that would be fine. Yes, I suppose meeting upstairs for now would be good. She'd lead all of you back out uh, from the back. Uh, Again, fortunately, by the the amount of time that you were down there and all the rest of that, she'd probably go and get you some towels first to help you all dry off before... Mm. Everyone's like, why are they walking wet out of the pantry? <laughs> yeah, that would be a weird thing to see. Although I think somebody has prestidigitation, but it would take I the better do. part I of like... That but that just quick. takes forever. Oh, I have yeah. it too. Oh, well, then between the two of you. Cesare is going to have to do it because he's got to go teach after all the shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She escorts you back through her office and then uh, up to the second floor into a, uh, a rather spacious, comfortable looking room for the employees furnished with halfling sized... Uh, <laughs> Couches and halfling-sized chairs and halfling-sized tables. Nice. Laria makes her way into one of the back rooms and then comes out with a bunch of pillows for you to sit on the floor if that would make you more comfortable than sitting in the chairs where, you know, your knees are almost shoulder level as you sit down (laughs) on some of these couches. Although if you stretch your legs out, they're perfectly comfortable. (laughs) Nice. Cesare will sit on one of the couches and I imagine Raven probably just slides down into his lap. Yeah. Uh, before uh, Laria leaves, um, Lucia will not take a seat and uh, just kind of sidle up to her. Can I borrow another minute of your time? I got something to talk to you about that's uh, private that you might be able to help with. Sure. They should be bringing up some... Uh, would you prefer some more pastries or maybe some donuts? Donuts, please. All right. <laughs> Nikolai's like, yeah. Or Nikolai's like, yeah. This is going to be our new hang spot for sure. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I mean. We're going to have to get our own, like, coffee brewing station down in the in the lair. <laughs> <laughs> you should try the bear claws. The cinnamon's fresh. Oh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> bear claws. Nikolai will also sit uh, in one of the chairs and looks surprisingly comfortable in a halfling-sized chair. <laughs> Adrian just sits Lay on the pillow well. on the floor. Eh, Actually, well. she more like sprawls. 
Lucia, Laria would lead you back into um, to our own chambers, which, uh, again, as, as kind of down-to-earth as Laria is, you can tell that this woman enjoys her creature comforts. <laughs> her bed is a is a full-size human bed with a nice. stepladder to get on. <laughs> nice. Four-posted with plush pillows to the point that, again, it's close to about chest level for you to get up to it. <laughs> nice. Uh, you can see through a somewhat transparent dressing screen that there's a large, again, full human-sized tub in the back portion of the room. And a number of tables in here and chairs. All of these are halfling sized in this case. But again, this uh, even as you step in, you can feel this like plush rug underneath your toes or underneath your boots, which you imagine would feel amazing on, on barefooted feet. Laria shuts the door. Something I can do for you, little one. Yeah. So um, there was this halfling that I worked with at the uh, opera house. Name's Ida. She and I were really close. And... Um, She's been missing since the Night of Ashes, and I know that she was associated with the Bellflower Network. She told you this, did she? Yeah, I don't know what she was doing. I just know she was associated, and, uh, you know, she, like, reaches into her pack and, like, produces a a holy symbol of Milani, so it's like a thorny rose. She gave me this, and uh, I I don't know what happened to her, and I don't know if maybe you know anything or could keep an ear out for her. Because um, I, she means a lot to me. She rubs her chin, makes her way over towards the side table, you know, gestures off towards the side for you to take a seat. Again, they're not human-sized chairs, but I suppose you could uh, sit yourself down. Yeah, I mean, Lucia's visibly nervous and, like, won't sit and just kind of, like, bounces on the balls of her feet. She takes a moment, pours two glasses of, uh, you're not entirely positive what. <laughs> Hands over, you know, two fingers worth of brandy, you think, judging by Whoa. the smell two fingers. I don't know what happened to anyone, unfortunately. I know that they were given forewarning and to my understanding they got out. If she was part of the network, she was probably too busy trying to help get any of her crop that was left here out of the city. They all loaded up aboard the Incubus, made their way north, heading for Magnamar. The Incubus is slated to return, but judging if they're going to be stopping off in Corvosa and Potentially, maybe even making their way up in the direction of Riddleport, it may be the better part of a month or two. <sighs> okay, so there's hope. Because, I don't know, I mean, I just, I didn't hear from her, and, you know, it's just like she disappeared, and maybe I'll be, <laughs> I just, I did worry about her, you know? Like, I, we were really close, and I just, I just want to know that she's okay, right? Like, I don't. I, I wanted to be happy and, and, you know, continue with the mission. And, you know, if there's anything that you need from me, you know, feel free to ask. Because I'm, you know, not really a member, but, like, I believe in the cause, you know? I get the feeling that part of our uh, our give and take between uh, my assisting your uh, your Silver Ravens and working together means that uh, you'll probably help me with my cause a little bit, too. Kind of a, a symbiotic relationship, if you will. <laughs> like sharks and those tiny little fish that swim up to them. Nibble on them. We're the sharks. Yeah, yeah. No. Um, no, we're the I, little. Yeah, fish. totally. <laughs> she reaches up, you know, just kind of pats you on the elbow. You stay strong for now, and keep your ear to the ground. I'll do the same. If I hear anything back, I'm sure I might hear from her or any of my other contacts at some point. But for right now, the hornet's nest's, nest's already been kicked, so most people that are uh, are wiser. Then I suppose the six or seven of us are keeping close to the ground. 
Yeah, no, it makes sense. I was just kind of really hoping that that was just a thing that you told us that you didn't know. So, like, you were, you know, protecting your people. Maybe she was still in town, but, Lucia. you know, she's not, and, and that's okay. I can live with that. Understand something. This is very important. We're working together as a team now. I'm not going to sugarcoat the truth to you. If something bad happens, I'll tell you. The same as you told me with Nan. We don't have time for sentimentality, and I wouldn't be working with you if I thought you needed protection. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I don't need protection. I'm just, uh... Then I won't protect you from the truth. But for now, we don't have any evidence to say that she didn't get above board the Incubus and isn't out there right now, selling on the seas. Far safer than we are here. Learning all kinds of sea shanties that she can tell me when she gets back? Yeah! And probably the kind that wouldn't be good for polite company, which are always the best kind. Those are the best ones, you're right! Thanks, Laria. I, I feel a lot better now, just, you know, it it was just kind of weighing me down. Laria nods to you, uh, knocks back the last of her brandy like it's water, sets <laughs> the cup off towards the side, and I suppose leads you back out. By the time that uh, Lucia and uh, Laria have rejoined the rest of you, Rexus has already joined all of you out in the employee room, and you can kind of give them a heads up of everything that was going on downstairs. So I imagine by the time that Lucia steps back out, they're kind of finishing up with the recap. You know, and these, we're going to be working with the Fushi sisters and all the rest of that, at which point, you know, Rexus seems to be rather excited. That's fine. But yeah, I suppose stepping back in there, um, you know, you look over to see Rexus is pulled up with basically his elbows propped up on his knees in one of these small chairs. Ah, Lucia, everything all right? Yeah, no, everything's just fine. Good. All right, well, um, I don't know if there's anything that you guys wanted to add or hide from Rexus that you didn't tell Laria. I don't think so. We're really no, just going to be like, here's a book, no. please read it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're only I hiding it because we don't know what it is yet. <laughs> is this book anything of importance? Uh, unfortunately, I don't read Ferician, which is what this is written in. Wow. But Cesare would glance over towards Laria just because. I know a lot of the Bellflower Network takes halflings to Varicia, so maybe she speaks it. No, probably the only yeah. language that I speak that the rest of you don't is Shadow Tongue, and that doesn't look like Shadow Tongue. What is Shadow, Shadow Tongue? Tongue? I've never even heard of that. Hmm, I've had to escort a number of people through Night All in my time, so you get to learn the local language pretty well. Fascinating. Mm. We had. Well, it's mostly spoken by the church more than anything else, and so it's a good idea to be able to... Uh, to listen in in case they think they're talking their secret shadow language. I do that because they always whisper when they do it. It's kind of creepy. Niccolo actually does snort a bit at that. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, it sounds like we have successfully secured a location. So uh, I believe that means that it's time for us to set about rebuilding the Ravens, as it were. The rebellion needs to be organized, at least to some extent. It's true. So uh, I suppose everyone just settle in and I'll, I can start going over... What I know shouldn't hopefully take all that too long, and we can start figuring out where we want to go from here. And then uh, I imagine all of you have other matters that you'll need to to get to or start pursuing. So uh, I, I guess let's roll into this. He settles down, uh, and I'm not going to go through. Did they bring us coffee? Oh, yeah, they bring oh, you coffee yeah, and donuts. All the good stuff, man. Bear claws. Mm -hmm. Some of the donuts have the uh, the pastry cream fillings. Cesare would raspberry ask for some water mm -hmm. for, for Raven. She can have it in her own little teacup. <laughs> get her a little cup and get her some more. Would she like some milk? Raven just holds up a paw and shakes it. No, no, no. You should never give cats milk. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually lactose intolerant. Don't give her cheese. Oh, no, no. God, cheese. 
It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe a little cheese. <laughs> Cesare sighs in a in a yeah, don't give her cheese kind of way. I'm on a strict fish diet. I'm trying to watch my weight, so preferably tilapia. Mm. <laughs> I suppose you all she said might to be a little bit spoiled. <laughs> Could the plate be silver? <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this. So this is going to be a little bit more of a behind the screen here uh, as we're going to be talking about the rebellion mechanics. All right, cool. let's do it. So do it. going over a couple of things. So a lot of what Rexus is going on is he has, he has formed a five-step plan for the rebellion. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, okay, did he bring slides? <laughs> no, no, he brought his own like clipboard, and so he just kind of hands out notes for everyone. Mm. Pamphlet. I was right. hoping it was like a large painting series of paintings. <laughs> we came here to rebel, not to sit in sit in uh, tactical meetings, uh, have meetings about our meetings, man. <laughs> so, uh, but before we begin, we're going to be covering some of the Silver Raven mechanics. Cool. So, I just, I guess, to just kind of jump into these, uh, these are going to determine what you're going to be doing with your rebellion, how your rebellion works, so on and so forth. So. This will make your rebellion a little bit different, a little bit more unique. And of course, these have been updated from uh, first edition to second edition rebellion mechanics. Spiffy. So first off, we don't have to worry about the name of your rebellion because your rebellion already has a name. Mm-hmm. True. The Silver <laughs> Ravens. Sweet. So should make that a little bit easier. Mission accomplished. Uh, so your rebellion is broken down into a couple of things. Uh, first off, every rebellion has a rank. Mm-hmm. You are rank one. Because we just Much started. like a class, a rank goes between one and 20. All right. You'll probably be close to the same rank as you are level at most okay. times. Although sometimes you may be higher and or lower because it mm. just depends. Okay. Uh, there is a max rank. The maximum rank all just depends on what you've accomplished. So in essence, think of it a little bit how uh, first edition did the mythic rules where you had to hit like mm. key events to be able to raise your mythic tier further. It's a little bit the same with the rebellion mm. that no matter mm. how much spreading the news and all the rest that you do, the rebellion can only really grow so much without you doing something major. Mm. Currently, your maximum rebellion rank is five. Okay. You are not there. So (laughs) the first big choice for all of you is going to be your rebellion's focus. Uh, When your party gains control of the uh, Silver Ravens, which you have, you must decide on whatever all tactic your rebellion will favor. If you want your organization to focus on political clout and popularity, you select loyalty as the rebellion focus. If you want your group to remain sneaky and subtle in its opposition to the government, you select secrecy as its focus. If you want your group to be scrappy and eager to get into fights against Throne's agents, select security as its focus. Mm. The rebellion begins as trained in the organization's check it is focused on. I think secrecy. Yeah, I think we're definitely secrecy. I mean, Cesare has a day job. Yeah, definitely, definitely going to be the sneaky types. I (laughs) think we kind of built ourselves for for that. Well, and we all built ourselves like kind of stealth focus, so it fits. Eventually, Cesare is probably going to take the take the rogue dedication anyway. So, so loyalty is really good if you want to build up your rebellion quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Loyalty means you do a lot of propaganda. In the good terminology of propaganda, not the bad terminology of propaganda. I mean, propaganda is neutral usually. It just depends on what you're propagandizing. Correct. Security means that you're going to have a group of rebels that are more capable of fighting and helping you. And this rolls into that there are two special things that your rebellion can do for you. And what these are are two different abilities referred to as covert action and sabotage. And what this means is that you can actually send your rebellion teams into locations before you show up there. Oh. To lay the groundwork for you. So, in essence, sometimes with covert action, you'll actually have a map of a location before you even show up to it. 
because your team's already scouted out or you'll oh, know cool. exactly how many enemies are there so on and so forth because you can send your spy team in ahead of you and the sabotage more focuses on things like setting up traps for your mm -hmm. enemies setting up a situation that would be good for you when you arrive even sometimes eliminating some of the enemies before you get there Wow, like cool. the back door happens to be open, whereas before it would yeah. only be locked. It's, or something. it's the whole Hitman yeah. setup thing where, like, you know, yeah. after you've done it once or twice, you get like unlocks. Mm. Yeah. So, in essence, uh, loyalty would put you a bit more in the fast progression of leveling up your rebellion mm -hmm. uh, and is also good at keeping you from losing supporters, whereas the security is better at sabotaging and providing you a tangible benefit that way, and secrecy is better at keeping you lower key and also providing you intel lower key and intel i was gonna say knowing seems... is half the battle so i mean i yeah. think secrecy see i'm actually more into security i think like i like the idea of things just not working right or like basically people are like haha but you forgot that i have my trap and then they like pull a lever and nothing happens and they just stay there <laughs> and look really dumb and plus i like the idea of training people to fight but I like leveling yeah. up fast. Yeah. I like the idea of secrecy because we really don't know what Barzillai Thrun's plan is. And I feel like we need to gather information first. Yeah, I kind of feel the same. An important note is your teams each belong to one of the three branches. Mm -hmm. Ah, okay. So we don't, we don't overall just pick. Correct. Mm -hmm. So once you pick one of those, in essence, think about it as uh, almost your saves. That whichever one you're focused in, you start as trained and untrained in the other two. When you become an expert in the one you're focused in, you become trained in the other ones. You will never be as good if you're at the other two as you are with your focused one. But you can still recruit teams later on to actually do sabotage. But again, they, they don't have the plus two bonus for being a higher level proficiency. So right now it sounds like we have three votes for secrecy, one vote for loyalty, one vote for security. Well, I can go yeah. for secrecy. This is fine. All right. Then I am outvoted. That is fair. So secrecy it is. <laughs> I'm going to assume that your group probably spends about an hour debating. Mm -hmm. Nikolai's like, it's like, I would really like to be able to train some scrappy people to go in there and punch a guy in the face. Adria's just like, you know, I know from experience, really having the loyalty of your group is very important. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, not getting arrested mm -hmm. would be nice. Yeah, I don't want to be arrested. <laughs> that sounds bad. I'm pretty sure if any of us go to jail, we are we are in deep trouble. And Cesare's like, y'all, I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, yeah, Lucia's basically like, I'm not going to say it, but I'm on the run. Yeah. Cesare's like, I've got a day job. And also... I'm kind of a thing. And in the meantime, you've got the investigator that's just like, I, t I, I do my best work in the shadows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the shadows. <laughs> yeah. Very well. Very well. So your focus is going to be on secrecy? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. All right. Assassin's Creed style. <laughs> Yep. Is it new games or early old games? Assassin's Creed, not the new ones where it's no, no, no. I'm blow a horn to summon the, old, a, yeah. the older like Ezio mm. trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is not blow a horn to summon a whole bunch of Vikings to tear down to a just building. Start mm -hmm. wrecking stuff. Because that would yeah. be security. <laughs> but that's security. That be yeah, that feels like security for basically. Sure. Yeah. All right. So that is your focus. Is going to be secrecy. Yeah. Secrecy. So the next one is going to be your membership. Mm. Currently, your membership is a grand total of. 11 people. Yay! <laughs> Sweet! We're the five of you, the Fushi sisters, Laria and Rexus. Hey! It's not a bad start. Uh, as a side note, membership does nothing. Um, okay. It has it has no direct impact on your rebellion statistics. It's actually just mostly for flavor, so that you know how many people are sitting around the room when you're doing your like big meetings and all the rest of that mm. stuff. Cool. So, mm. currently there's just that many. 
Okay. All right. So following that, we have supporters. This is the number of people that support the rebellion. I'm guessing that number is very small right now. 11. It's like 20. This this does not count members of the rebellion. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, what? boy. So probably zero. <laughs> so actually, and uh, yeah, this is something that Rex has kind of hinted at a little bit before. Uh, currently, unknown to even any of you, you currently have three supporters. Oh. Uh, these are three people that were so inspired by Niccolo silencing the undesirable elements during the initial protest mm. that they're already trying to like shop this whole like maybe we should be trying to support and do more and all the rest of that. Wow. Uh, all right. So nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you've actually already got a couple of supporters. Cool. Their supporters are the uh, number of individuals among Kentarga's population who directly support the rebellion. Your rebellion's total number of supporters are analogous to a character's basically experience points. And so that's how you become a higher rank rebellion is by getting more supporters. Oh, okay. Mm. Cool. Okay. Okay. Each number, of course, also represents a specific individual person in Kentargo, mm -hmm. which means that unfortunately, if things turn poorly, if die. you start to draw too much attention, then the Church of Asmodeus can start an inquisition. The Dotari can start rounding up supporters of yours, etc., etc. Yeah, secrecy. Mm -hmm. If something caused your total number of supporters to drop below the minimum amount that you need to achieve a rank, you do not drop in rank. Mm. You can never go down in rank. Okay, cool. Even if someone, even if somehow every one of your supporters is killed. Uh, of course, as a side note, happen. <laughs> as a side note, the rebellion can never have more supporters than Kentargo's current population. And never fewer than zero because you can't have negative numbers. Keep having babies so we can add them to supporters. <laughs> Start them young. I don't think that's how that works, but. <laughs> Speaking of population, Contargo has a population of 11,900 people, mm. roughly. I see. Uh, this number will fluctuate during the campaign as the more people that die, the fewer supporter potential oh. supporters you can actually have. <laughs> and also, if your supporters are executed, it takes away from the city's population. Why Jeez. am I getting Battlestar Galactica vibes where every episode <laughs> needs to start with how many people are left? Yep. <laughs> um, this next number will fluctuate during the campaign, but will trend downwards, of course, as violent continues to whittle away at the citizenry uh, and can potentially even, even continue even further downwards, depending upon what happens in the city. Yeah. As a side note, these are the civilian population of the city, which means that the population will actually go down as you're recruiting people to become members of the organization, but not supporters. Mm. So, for instance, the Fushi sisters don't apply to this. And if you recruit a team that's like 10 people or five people, then it takes five people out of the population because they're considered to be part of the Silver Ravens. Gotcha. And not the citizen. Right? Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you keep killing a bunch of your teams, you'll also <laughs> negatively impact the population of the city. Hopefully you won't be doing that. Mm -hmm. We quick save before every mission. <laughs> <laughs> it only works in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> this is Iron Man mode. We're not allowed to save. Uh. The final thing of note, as far as the main stats for your uh, rebellion are concerned, is your notoriety. Mm. The party starts right now with a notoriety of zero. Cool. Basically, yeah, the thrones don't give a flying crap. Yeah, what House Thrones and right the now. Church of Asmodeus have no idea that you even exist. Cool. Mm -hmm. Let's keep it that way. However, if they see the Silver Ravens as more of a threat, your notoriety score increases. This value ranges from zero, which is what it's at now, to 100. <laughs> oh, God. At times, you'll need to make a notoriety check. That's a percentile check. Mm. Uh-oh. If the result is less than or equal to your current notoriety score, House Throne or another agency takes note of the rebellion and something bad will happen. Oh, jeez. Great. 
great. So we want to keep our notoriety. Oh, I should as roll those because I roll real low on percentile. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you low, said that you roll nothing but a hundred. Low is bad. bad. Okay, we need to also, get yeah. also low is bad because you, it's if you oh, roll under bad. your notoriety. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, your notoriety score can never be more than one hundred. Uh, right. However, if it There's reaches one hundred, House Thrun will crack down and enact an inquisition. Oh. Executing suspected Silver Raven sympathizers, simultaneously reducing the Silver Raven supporters and the city's total population. Mm. Oh, Bowsers. Oh, because again, they have martial law in effect. So mm-hmm. those Thrunies. Yep. Nice. So right now, you guys are trained in secrecy. You are untrained in loyalty and security. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which means that you have a three base in secrecy and a zero base in loyalty and security. Alrighty. You use each one of those three stats. Think of them as saves. Mm-hmm for organization checks. And these are things that basically you do to support your movement. You can do a number of actions per round depending upon the rebellion's rank. Currently, you can do one action. Mm-hmm. A rebellion round is one week. So mm-hmm. once per week, you can decide on an action for your rebellion to do. Right now, we need to start support, I think. Mm-hmm. That's an option. Uh, you do have a maximum number of two teams that you can have active right now. Keep in mind that the Fushi sisters are are a team of yours, but you do not have to recruit them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the important thing that we need to decide right now is uh, officers. The role of the officers is generally taken by PCs, although certain important NPC allies can serve as officers as well. Currently, any one of you can serve as an officer as well as Laria and Rexus, if you so wish Mm -hmm. them to. There are six total positions available, but the rebellion doesn't need all six of these to be filled. Okay. However, it does benefit the Rebellion to have all six of these positions filled. Here are your options. The first officer role is the Demagogue. This officer adds their Constitution or their Charisma modifier to the Rebellion's loyalty checks. Mm. I got a, I got one a plus on three Charisma. <laughs> okay. The second one is the Partisan. This officer adds either their Strength or their Wisdom modifier to the Rebellion's security checks. Okay. The demagogue is basically in charge of getting up there and making the big Captain America speech. Mm. Speech. That's very Lucia. <laughs> the partisan is there for basically training the soldiers as well as keeping in or keeping their focus on the protection of the rebellion. Okay. The third role is the recruiter. This officer adds their charisma or their wisdom modifier to the supporter attrition check during the upkeep phase and adds the same bonus to determine the number of supporters recruited on any successful organization check that results in new supporters. Mm-hmm. So they're basically in charge of, one, making sure that people that support the rebellion don't leave the rebellion, and two, bringing in new people. The den mm-hmm. mother, you say. <laughs> Adrian likes that. The fourth is the sentinel. This officer grants a plus one bonus on one of the rebellion's two secondary organization checks. You get to choose which check receives this bonus each week as you can turn your focus to either one of the lesser aspects. Uh, hmm. They can also aid during all organization checks attempted to resolve one event during the event phase. Hmm. So something comes up, they're kind of backup that backs up everyone else. The Sentinel can add her constitution or charisma modifier to a loyalty check, her strength or wisdom modifier to a security check, or her dexterity or intelligence modifier to a secrecy check hmm. made during the event's resolution. Okay. They're the most versatile. You're just kind of the fallback person for everyone. Okay. Your fifth option is the Spymaster. This officer adds their Dexterity or Intelligence modifier to the Rebellion Secrecy checks. You're basically in charge of information. I know who that should go to. The sixth officer is the Strategist. This officer grants the Silver Ravens a bonus action during the activity phase, and Mm. any organization check made to resolve the effect of this bonus action gains a plus one bonus. 
there is no associated skill with that. I want to be the recruiter. Okay. Um, let's see. I could do demagogue or spy master. Um, I think I should probably be the spy master because I have a plus four intelligence. That's also the one that's best suited for Cesare with his plus four intelligence. <laughs> I like that the three people that all wanted secrecy also are all wanting the spy master. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to go partisan because. I knew you, you would know. do partisan. Yeah, no, I'm doing the sense. recruitment. So we kind of okay, fell into the things do, we like. Let me do demagogue <laughs> yeah. then because I at least have a plus three in my charisma. And then um, you guys can like rock, paper, scissors who gets uh, spy master. Because strategist is also very cool sounding. Yeah. Strategist is a fairly useful one also for an NPC member of the group, such as Rexus, mm. just because it doesn't matter yeah, what his stats are. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. That's Although Rexus also, I believe, has an 18 intelligence. So take that for what mm. you want. <laughs> I guess the question is uh, Demagogue requires either constitution or charisma. So. Yeah, I got charisma. I don't know if uh, Cesare or. Victoria have the charisma to handle it. I do not. I only have a plus two. I have a plus one. On my charisma. Okay, I guess that, that should go to me then. Wizards and investigators, not that different. Except for, you know, magic. <laughs> not when you're talking like key stats. Strategy. Yeah. Actually, I apologize. Um, Rexus has a plus four charisma. Oh, okay. He has a plus two intelligence and a plus two wisdom, a plus four charisma, a plus two dexterity. He has a zero strength and a minus one constitution. Minus one constitution. Goodness. I think he mentioned in passing that he yeah. was sick when he was a kid. And it's yeah. strength and constitution aren't paired, though, right? No, they aren't. No. Yeah. He almost has the most rounded stats. For being a sentinel, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can help. Yeah, okay, let's put him in that. For the sentinel, it's always a physical stat and a mental stat. It's mm. constitution and charisma, strength and wisdom, dexterity and intelligence. So you can yeah. take either direction, depending on how you want to for a sentinel. So he can be a very good focusing on the mental aspects of being a sentinel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we have the strategist and the spy master still up for grabs. Yep. Yeah. I mean, as far as my stats go, spy master is the only one that plays to my stats. But I mean, strategist, I think you said we can roll whatever on that. You don't roll at all. Uh, strategist doesn't require you to roll anything. It's uh, any, you grant a bonus rebellion action every turn. So currently you can only take one rebellion activity, but the strategist lets you take two. Which is cool. And the strategy also gives a plus two bonus on that check. Hmm. Sorry, plus one bonus on that check. Yeah. Well, still, that's really good. And it's nice because you don't have to roll. You get to just be like, this is what we're doing. Bam. I guess if uh, Rach wants Spymaster, Cesare can do the um, strategist. This makes sense. He has a very strategist vibe. You just look over there and he's just sitting in a chair, slowly stroking his cat. <laughs> <laughs> mm. No, Mr. Thrun, I expect you to die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you guys have recruited a single team. They're the Fushi Yay. sisters. Yay. Every team needs a manager, which is going to be one of the officers that is in essence in charge of that team. Mm. Okay. Uh, an officer can manage a number of teams equal to their charisma bonus to a minimum of one. I have one. Okay. Uh, if a PC has the natural born leader background, then they can manage one additional team. Yay. Are you natural nice. born, Ross? Yep. Nice. Natural born leader. So I get yep. three teams. Uh, the manager only comes into play every once in a while, but for the most part, it's basically there for, you know, you're the one that tracks everything that pertains to that team. So if the team becomes disabled, all the rest of that stuff, it's kind of the manager's role, they report to, basically role for to them you. to, yeah. And also to roll for them to see when they recover. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, so who wants to manage the Fushi sisters? I would like to run them if we're going to use them for smuggling and stuff, because that's in Adria's wheelhouse. Yeah, what, what can we use the, the teams for, I guess, would be the first question. So, as we say, what does a team do? 
A wide range of common teams are available for recruitment. Each grants a different ability, bonuses, and rebellion actions. As you play through Hell's Rebels, specialized groups and organizations you encounter can become available as unique teams to add to the Silver Ravens as well. Cool. The Fushi Sisters are a specialized team. Yay. Nice. The Fushi Sisters are when the Fushi Sisters start, they're able to do a secure cash out option, which means that they can sneak into a location and secure items inside of that location for oh, you. That's oh, helpful. nice. Oh, that's cool. So the teams are basically divided into three common categories, dissenters, subversives, and revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. And each one of these depends on what type of check that they focus on. Dissenters focus on loyalty checks. They control the flow of information and help shape the public persona of the Silver Ravens. Subversives would normally be considered do or use what would normally be considered criminal activities to support the Silver Ravens. And then revolutionaries take the cause to the street and oppose the government with physical and magical power. Currently, since you've taken the direction of being secrecy, you only have access right now to the subversives. Okay, this aligns with what I was thinking. I was going to say, I I think this works well. Which means the Fushi sisters are right now trained subversives, a.k.a. sneaks. Mm. Uh, When you hit a, when you as a rebellion have access to expert level training, you can train them through a training action. We'll do that once you get to that point to make them smugglers, as they're not currently actually smugglers. Uh, They've also now gained the gather information rebellion activity. Nice. (laughs) So they can go out and gather information for you instead of you having to do it. Nice. Mm. Sweet. A team of sneaks can secure a minor cache of equipment for later use throughout the city, but not on dangerous sites. Okay, okay, cool. So in essence, you could have them sneak into a park and secure something before you or anything along those lines. Uh, I'll get into secure stash a little bit later on. Okay. I'm just saying it's going to be more pertinent, um, I suppose, once we get to a point where we're actually taking a rebellion action. Yeah. And uh, they do gain a bonus on ch- certain checks depending upon the charisma of the person supporting them. So their manager. Wow. So what is your charisma modifier? A plus one. Okay. But yeah, that is currently your team. And again, they are able to uh, go out, perform these various actions, so on and so forth. Secure caches for you. Uh, they can eventually upgrade to saboteurs, hmm. at which point they're able to create diversions and things like that. And then eventually, once you reach legendary, they can upgrade to full-blown spies. Cool. Nice. cool. Which actually let them take the cover-up action, which lets you basically reduce your notoriety by... Sending in a team to scrub everything down afterwards and make sure no one knows about <laughs> nice. it. Mm. Nice. Shh, nothing ever Silver happened. Silver Ravens were never here. Uh, you do also have allies, and your allies in this case are Laria Longroad. Okay. And Laria provides uh, all loyalty checks made to recruit supporters gain a plus one bonus as long as you have Laria. Nice. Nice. Hmm. Cool. Okay, I'll bring her with me on my recruitment drives. Well, I think she just has to be a part of the organization, right? She doesn't have to physically be there. For roleplay purposes. Yeah, okay, fine. She has a human-sized bed, so if I decide to pursue that flirtation from earlier, I would fit in the bed. <laughs> that is technically true. <laughs> you also have Rexus Victoria. Although Rexus was never officially a part of the Sacred Order of Archivists, he learned a fair amount how to lie from his mother. Uh, as long as Rexus remains an ally of the Silver Ravens, the Rebellion's notoriety score is reduced by one to a minimum score of one at the start of every upkeep, upkeep phase. Nice. nice. So... He can basically just slowly bleed misinformation about the rebellion Cool. to keep your notoriety down. So, yeah, I mean, that basically covers the uh, the majority of that. The direct impact that the rebellion mechanics has for all of you is the fact that uh, as members of the Silver Ravens, you also gain what are referred to as PC boons. Uh, each time the rebellion gains a rank, all PCs associated with the rebellion gain a boon. Cool. These boons are applied immediately and are permanent increases to the PCs involved. Only PCs gain these boons. NPC officers do not. Uh, at rank one, you gain your title, Ooh. which in your case means that all of you are defenders of Kentargo. 
Cool. Nice. Cool. Uh, the title is largely itself just an honorific. So mm. you don't actually even have to technically be using that term for yourself. It's just kind of what people are saying about the Silver Ravens once you guys get mm. started. It coincides with your acquisition of a bonus feat that each PC has earned through a combination of training with the Rebellion's members, as well as self-confidence gained from the Rebellion's growing strength. Nice. Uh, as such, with the title of Defender at First Level, each PC gains an archetype dedication feat for any common archetype that they meet the prerequisites for. So, much akin to the free archetype rules out of the Game Mastery Guide. Uh, except for it's tied to this, instead of every other level, you gaining an archetype feat. Mm -hmm. uh, if you already have an archetype dedication, somehow, uh, you instead gain a class feat that can only be used to select an archetype feat. So real quick, I'd already let all of you know about this beforehand. So if we <laughs> want to do a quick round table and everyone uh, state what your archetype that you've selected. So I suppose starting with Jessica. Adria took Dandy. So she's now an expert in deception <laughs> and trained in society. She can influence rumors and she gets Hopnopper for free. Hey, there you go. Nice. Lucia. <laughs> uh, so Lucia took the vigilante dedication. Um, which I did talk to Rick about. It is an uncommon dedication. Yes. But for the purposes of this, uh, we're going to say it's common. So I basically ha now have two personas. Uh, these personas, one of which is my social persona, which is going to continue to be Lucia. And then I'm going to have my vigilante persona, which is going to be a new person. I'm going to air quote kind of person. This gives me some bonuses to detection and people's ability to scry on me. So um, basically, it's harder to detect who I am as long as I'm in my vigilante persona. They cannot see my per my uh, social persona and, and vice versa. Nice. You become right. the master. What do we get for uh, Cesare? Cesare took familiar master. So Raven has even more powers now. More powerful. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. <laughs> so. Fear me, we're mortals. <laughs> Victoria. Victoria is leaning into her uh, medical training. So I took the medic dedication. So I'm an expert in medicine at this point. And if I succeed with my battle medicine or my treat wounds, uh, my people will heal for even more than they did before. Nice. And it's just kind of cool. So, there you go. Yeah, it, it says if you're a master in medicine, you can do so once per hour on the battle medicine thing. But I already had that from my forensic acumen. So, uh, yeah. But... Yeah, I'm going to be really good at patching people up. I can't patch myself up, apparently. I suck at that, but I'm really good at patching <laughs> everyone else up. <laughs> right, and what about Nicolo? Uh, Nicolo, I think, is taking the only multi-class archetype. Ooh. I'm actually going to go into champion because I can't nice. resist champions. <laughs> <laughs> it has given me heavy armor proficiency, first of all, so I'm a rogue. <laughs> you're, you're the sneaking and heavy <laughs> armor type of rogue. Nice. <laughs> But um, after that, uh, it also trained me into additional skills. I actually already had religion and society, so I chose uh, performance and survival as my new skills. So, nice. Woo. And what, what type of champion are you? I am a liberator champion, which is the chaotic good champion. Oh, liberator. Everybody mm. loves liberator. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Also, that name totally fits with what we're doing. Liberate in the city. Yep. And so uh, when you guys, you guys will get a new... Uh, title of uh, guardian at rank four uh, which is when you will get your nice. next free archetype feat and then again at 9 14 and 19. cool so cool. there's also other cool things that will be coming for you in the future cool but i suppose all of you settle around go through all of this get like the bare bones basics down on what the uh, rebellion is going to be as far as here are the actual mechanics and i can write it all down on a character sheet because mm. the rebellion has a character sheet 
<laughs> Rexus also goes over what he believes are the five steps of revolution. Hmm. As far as he's kind of drawn it out during apparently his time as a sentinel now, where he's getting involved in all this. You say you want a revolution. Whoa. Uh, so his views are step one is rally and recruit. Before anything else, uh, the party needs to track down supporters and allies in Cantargo. Taking actions to help the downtrodden to seek outspoken dissidents for uh, support are two possibilities. Mm. Uh, Laurie and Rexus both during this meeting have some suggestions on where you can kind of start for this. Mm. I have a couple as well. I don't know if they're pertinent, but I have a couple. Yeah. I have one. <laughs> Rexus's first suggestion is investigating the fires. Mm. Makes sense. Uh, while this doesn't necessarily <laughs> help with uh, everything else that's going on, it's, by the way, my parents' house burned down. So uh, maybe figuring <laughs> out why that happened. Say, uh, Victoria is already doing that. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah, you started with that. You were doing sure. it before it was cool. And funny enough, uh, the Laria suggestion pertains towards the fact that there's, uh, ever since the since the thrashing badgers burned down, there's been a constant <laughs> barrage oh. of issues with clinch jaws. And so <laughs> that might be something to follow up as well, because it's always, as she puts it, it's always useful to have a bartender on your side. Oh, well, there was yep, they hear stuff. <laughs> Those are, as far as that's concerned, their immediate suggestions pertaining towards uh, the rebellion and what they should be doing right now. Rexus then goes on to explain his views that the the next step would be securing a permanent stronghold. Mm -hmm. While this initial safe house is good, uh, more likely than not, the wasp nest will outgrow the wasp nest rather quickly. And we'll need to secure a larger, stronger, more defensible hideout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the same time, securing the support of other factions within the cities is necessary. His suggestions include the Rose of Contargo, which is both the name of the underground cult of Milani, mm -hmm. as well as the eponymous name of a member of the cult of Milani known as the Rose of Contargo. Mm -hmm. Basically a vigilante hero to the downtrodden. Hey, hmm. friend. The Rose of Contargo has not been seen since the Night of Ashes. Mm -hmm. Um... And for what you understand, the cult of Milani is basically gone. Niccolo sort of looks somewhat pensive for a moment, but keeps his mouth shut. He is the Rose of Milani. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How'd you get two dedicated? It was me all along. I was the turkey. rogue vigilante. Yep. He pops up and does that Sailor Moon thing where he throws a rose and it somehow like cuts people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Wait, but I don't want to be tuxedo mask. He's useless. <laughs> my work here is done but yep. but she didn't do anything <laughs> Rexus also brings up that uh, potentially the Hell Knight Order of the Torrent mm. but that will mm. need to wait for some time uh, there could even be hidden eyelines amongst the government itself uh, that could be useful as he understands that there are some people particularly amongst the Chelish Navy that have not been pleased with the events going on in the city hmm. Hmm. step three in his view is gathering regional support that once the Silver Ravens have established that they're settled into their new hideout, that the Ravens should look beyond Cantargo's walls to recruit regional support from other parts of the Archduchy of Ravenel. Not a bad idea. Uh, taking whatever defensive preparations they can to ensure that when the Rebellion does move to take back Cantargo, Chiliax will not be able to easily interfere mm -hmm. if the surrounding regions are also supporting. Mm. Mm. Makes sense. In addition, the Silver Ravens should finally uh, look to the city's nobility for support. Seriously, uh, as he well, he knows that there are some nobles that never really bowed to house. Well, they bowed to House Throne, but always just in word and not deed. Mm. Not your family. <laughs> I, I was going to say Lucia would just be like, no, they're not. 
<laughs> a lot of the nobility, once they can feel that the wind is shifting, they'll shift their alliances because it's they'll shift the alliance as well. Expedient, yeah. Not necessarily the most loyal of allies, but still useful allies. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, only after that does he believe that the party could actually take back the, the city. That once the rebellion has grown strong enough that the Ravens can have amassed enough power and regional influence that they'd be able to move against House Throne. He suggests in the meantime, like high profile missions such as assassination of key government members, operations to rescue important political prisoners, open opposition against the church or state would be a rather bad idea right now. Yeah. But once the Ravens have enough support, then essentially they could force Throne to deal with the rebellion and then force the city to choose a side. Uh, of course, he does stress that once the Ravens take this step, there is no turning back. Because once you attack House Throne here, House Throne elsewhere will retaliate. Makes sense. True. Finally, his uh, step five is planning for the future. Our lawyer believes that planning such a long-term goal is a waste of time right now. Uh, until Throne is deposed, Rexus believes laying the groundwork and getting things set in motion is a good idea. I'm inclined to agree with him. You know, basically... We should try to figure out what we're going to do. Like, even if we overthrow Brazilite throne and the city, even, you know, we get to the point where the city openly rebels. How are we going to protect Kentargo? Yeah. And what does that look like? A few hours pass as you go over all this, hashing out details, getting a general idea. Cesare occasionally glancing out every time that he hears the bells nearby, ringing out another hour. Like a student yeah. in his class waiting for the bell. The bell doesn't dismiss the bell doesn't you. doesn't dismiss you. I do. Or Raven dismisses yeah, you. Right. I think we did establish <laughs> Raven. <laughs> but after uh, after he goes over this, Rexus would just kind of fold up his clipboard, pull down the big uh, easel that he set up so they could have all of his displays. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, if It seems like we are all on board with this, and I'm ready to help however I can. We just need to choose a direction for now someone that we can help, something that we can do to announce ourselves. Well, I have an idea. Oh, okay. I was going to ask Vittoria later for help, but um, there is a serial killer currently in the Devil's Nursery. I am actually aware. They've been killing a person every two or three days. I feel like if we could track down this killer, the tiefling community might be very well disposed toward assisting us. I'd be more than willing to help with that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's also uh, Clinch Jaws, which is in the kind of, you know, I mean, on our way I thought we were just going to head down there and have a drink tonight. That's probably going to be more of a short-term goal, so if we want to do that first, that might yeah, be well, good. And then we can, we can look, but I mean, where's the investigation at now? Do we have suspects? Or, I don't know. Nope, um, there is nothing. The Dottori refuse to do anything. They haven't even begun looking. Their advice is to not go out at night. Oh, sure, because that's always helpful. Yeah. I have the impression that they intend to do nothing. And yeah, I'm not surprised by that. not surprising. I mean, that's a no. good first start for sure, because we don't have to worry about the Dottori jumping us. True. Seems the Dottori tend to avoid the Devil's Nursery as much as they can. I have not seen one there in at least two weeks, possibly three. That seems like a pretty easy first start. We get drinks tonight and help with clinch jaws, and then we spend the rest of our time doing some investigating. Rexus nods. It's, it sounds like a very um, good idea. Thank you. Also, I can take that Varician book. Uh, a couple of people on Bleak Bridge are from there. They might be able to easily read it, translate it or something. In the meantime, I can fill in all of you with the details I know about the murders. Yeah, whatever you know, that would get us started. 
As far as I know, there are currently three victims that are confirmed, though there are two members of the community currently missing. Mm. The first body was found the day after the Night of Ashes. To be perfectly honest with you, I have no idea who it was. Whatever or whoever is doing this has left their victims unrecognizable. The second victim was two days later, a laborer named Masver. He'd been working at the Tooth and Nail, and if it weren't for his, well, probably distinctive clothing, I don't think anybody would have realized it was him. He was found in an alley three blocks from his home. The third was um, an acquaintance of mine. Her name was Saria Cooper. I didn't know her very well. I knew her brother better. Uh, she was a washerwoman, volunteered at the Clovenhoof Society, and she was found in uh, the backyard she sa- shared with her brother. So two were found in more public locations, and the third was found in a private residence, basically. Yes, just right. Um, uh, I will mention for um, for all of your edification, especially with Devil's Nursery, imagine their their yard areas are communal yards. Yes. So kind of the uh, way that they have them in England where there'll be multiple buildings that back up to one communal area. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, yeah. Imagine I imagine more of a tenement square. Yeah. Okay. There are two other people missing. A young man named Vel, who is a regular at the soup lines. I haven't seen him in the Clovenhof Society for, some, for about a week now. The other was a fishmonger, an older chap by the name of Roll Chrissom. Um, his shop has not opened since the morning after the fires. And everyone has been tieflings. All of them, yes. All of them are tieflings. And part of the, they're all part of the society? Not necessarily. They're all tieflings. A few of them are associated with the Clovenhoof Society. The first one, though, I have no idea who it even was. Masver I saw around occasionally, but he wasn't really a part of the society as such. Um, and there's no witnesses, even though the bodies have been in public places. Nobody has come forward. Mm, that doesn't mean there ain't no witnesses. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's the thing, is that if somebody knows something, they're not telling. So, to sort of recap, and not just these horrendous murders, but we need to investigate the fires, which I think also includes Rexus's family. I don't yes, think yes. bodies were ever found, if I'm correct. If if they were, that I... I mean, I'm obviously supposed to be dead. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't know if bodies were ever recovered. I wasn't able to get close to my home. The guard were there at the time. But from what I understand, they are no longer patrolling mm. the area. Alright, so we should probably check out all of the locations. I have actually already, already started my own personal investigation into the areas that were part of the Night of Ashes. And then we definitely need to look into the killings in the Devil's Nursery. And I think having a drink at the Clenched Jaw would be wise tonight to at least gather some intel. Mm-hmm. One thing I will note, the murders are having the tiefling community on edge. I don't think it would take much to push them to do something to do something violent. That may be why the Dotari is not investigating. Perhaps it is. It wouldn't surprise me if they're hoping something might happen in the Devil's Nurseries for them to enforce even more rules upon the city. I only speak of it because I feel it is somewhat urgent, but again, we'll figure out what we can when we can. The 
other thing that I would like to note is that the killer seems to strike every two or three days. So we're on a timetable. Saria died three days ago. Oh no, so it's time so for another one. Something may be happening soon. So Perhaps. if we do not need to go to Clinch Jaws tonight, it might be worth patrolling. Mm. We could see if we could catch the killer in the act. Perhaps prevent somebody else from dying. Not a bad idea. I'm up for it. I had nothing else to do this evening. I had class, but I don't think my absence for one night will be missed. And I can always talk to my professor about making it up later. I mean, yeah, book for me. I uh, otherwise was just going to go home and make dinner, you know? So uh, that seems like a much more <laughs> exciting way to spend my night. Yes, exciting for sure. I mean, it's going to be hard work, but I mean, stopping a killer? No higher calling. I agree. Then if we're good for it. My glasses are out by early evening, just before nightfall, so I'll be free after then. Very well. We'll start the patrol probably right as evening falls, and then you'll join us when you can. Be careful, because I think they still have that curfew going on. You have two hours after sunset mm -hmm. before the curfew takes full effect. Quite possibly the reason why um, I think it might have been mentioned in there, but uh, all the murders are believed to have happened at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So the people may have been in question may have been actually breaking curfew. You're not entirely positive. Well, and here's the thing: they may have also been fewer don't witnesses. Don't go down there. There's nobody enforcing the curfew for. Well, no, Devil's not nursery. in Devil's Nursery. No. Yeah. I don't. Well, we I don't really. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you all want to stay in Nicolo's house. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're gonna have to do. But um, Cesare can has plenty of time to get down to the Devil's Nursery before the curfew starts. Yeah. It's just. None of us are going home. We're all going to crash on Nicolo's floor. Oh, God, floor. are we going to pitch? You, know? um, <laughs> um, yeah. you might have to have a couple of you on the table. We can always sleep in that horrifying <laughs> livery. Uh, no. True, it's in Devil's Nursery. <laughs> that isn't, that is, yeah, that's that's. You can true. all make your triumphant return to the vomitorium. Is, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Is there an inn in the Devil's Nursery? Could we just rent a room? No. Yeah, I was like, no. <laughs> no. They're basically flop houses. Yeah, but uh, well, nobody. Nicholas Floor, it is. N nobody stays in Devil's Nursery if they can avoid it. Rexus <laughs> nods. Well, it, it sounds like we have a plan at the very least in in place. So uh, again, let me know if there's anything that I can do to assist you. And in the meantime, I will be doing everything that I can to decode these documents that you provided me. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. I need to head to the academy. My classes will be starting soon, and the students will uh, rebel and leave if I'm not there on time. I've got to go buy a portrait and get a book translated, so uh, I can take care of that. Then we can meet at my house. I'll give you all the address. Uh, okay. Well, my flat, I suppose. It's not really a house. Uh, Nicola will give you all his address, basically. Don't trust the banister. <laughs> Actually, yes. And that third step, by the way, um, there's a nail poking up out of it. So you probably want to avoid that one. While we're exchanging addresses, I do live at the academy, if you ever need to find me. Good to know. The, the receptionists and the secretaries on the first floor can direct you. I was just going to say, to my understanding of the way that these ravens work, he holds up his. Knowing where everyone is is kind of necessary for using the ravens to contact one, one another. Mm -hmm. Can we see the? Can we see the church or the, the, the? Can we see the university from the window where we're at now? Uh, if you open the window and lean out. Cesare <laughs> opens the window, leans out, and points to the tower. I live in that tower at the top. You know, it's made you're out of pretty. Ivory, uh... it seems. No, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that's pretty like uh, on the nose. You know, like a fancy wizard who's an elf lives in a big tower. 
And none of the other professors want to climb all the stairs. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Let's give it to the eternally young elf. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the professors are humans, and they're probably old by the time they get, like, you know, teaching positions. I don't know how school works. <laughs> I but don't know how school works. I, I was privately besides, tutored, uh, thank you very much. <laughs> besides, I don't mind. It gives me a, quite a bit of privacy. No one's going to notice any ravens coming and going. That's a good point. Well, I live on the shop on Bleak Bridge. I mean, we passed it on the way over here. Nobody cares where I live, so... Well, yeah. we do for sending you ravens. Well, yes, but I mean, no authority. I gave you the address. I live, <laughs> yeah. I live with Adria. Oh, yeah. I uh, actually live above Pietro's coffee shop, so... Good to know. If you ever need to find me, I'm usually not there. Well, you know. But you could always leave a message Good to with know. <laughs> also, We'll just leave a raven in your window. <laughs> <laughs> Send a raven. Cesare writes down his class schedule and hands it over to Rexus. Just in case. Very well. And like I said, I will uh, I will dig through this and see what I can do about contacting all of you. Uh, we should probably make an order of operation for the ravens. Oh, because we got to pass the message around, yeah? Yeah, it can only go to one person at a time. I can message um, from here. Probably the closest would be uh, I can message Vittoria. She can send a message to Cesare, and then Cesare can message over to uh, to the two of you on Bleak Bridge, and then you can message Nicolo. Mm. Sounds good. Yeah, it works. So if we ever need to, to get together, we'll have a little daisy chain of, uh, of appointments for everyone. Then sure. do the reverse so, if it's like, you know, I have to set up something. With one yeah. raven <laughs> left because Lucia lives with me. Well, no, Niccolo, you sure. would go to Rexus, and then he'd start the, the chain around. Oh, yeah, sure. But I suppose you stand up to your feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine all of you, you know, probably just kind of dusting off your, your knees as you get back up and get ready to head out. Lucia, you stand up, and it's only this. I imagine Adria probably stepping over towards you since you're leaving together probably kind of catches your shoulder as you shift. As Lucia, now that you step up a little closer, you can see these this thin beads of sweat across Lucia's forehead. Oh, what? God. Go ahead and make me a fortitude save, Jordan. Oh, no. <laughs> In fact, let's go ahead and just do that next time. No! As Lucia starts to go down like a log. No! <laughs> oh, no. I want to live. I'm too pretty guy. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder of Interpath are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Pathfinders have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. <laughs>